everyone, you're listening to Raga Talks, I'm your host Raga and this is the third and the final episode of applying to medical schools in the UK internationally and I hope you're enjoying all the series by now and I'd also urge you to listen to, before you can listen to this, listen to my guide, it's called Applying to Medical Schools UK and maybe that will be more useful for you to understand what we're talking about in this episode. Hope you're all having a very nice day and yeah, let's get into the episode. How did you find the whole process in general? Like from being from passing the UIBs and then you know doing your personal statement, BMAT, all of this. Um, just to provide some context to people, I'm on my gap year now, mm. which I wanted to take. Um, since I was in tenth grade, no matter what I was doing, because I don't think right out of um, you know school I would be a great mm-hmm. fit for college. Definitely some practical experience which um, the pandemic has made hard, but I've somehow gotten, so it's not in vain. And I feel like it's a good way to actually introspect and have, especially if you're applying for like a five or six year medical degree, because it's, you know, it's going to be rigorous and you're not really going to have time for anything else. It's a great way to um, sort of explore the interests. But um, coming back to the question, the process has been, the first half was actually very, fun is stressful would definitely describe it but I say fun and exciting because I've gotten to meet a lot of lovely people like you and a couple of others in discord and different whatsapp chats who even if we don't end up going to the same medical school or even the same country I know they're the kind of people that I would definitely fly down or or just you know travel all the way to meet because we have priorities so definitely in terms of meeting people who have the same mindset as you it's great in terms of um, actual learning and how useful this is, not in terms of how it looks in a resume, but mm-hmm. on a more personal level and with life skills, I think it's great. Obviously, you have you do your IB or your A levels or AP, whatever it is you're doing, and mm-hmm. that's that's just like classroom content. But when you're writing your personal statement or your Common Act essay, I do think it requires a certain amount of um, self-reflection and just introspection, which is great because you're actually thinking about everything you've done and everything you've learned um, more personally than it would be on a resume. So if you do put your heart and soul into your application, which you absolutely should, I don't think you should ever get anything written by um, a professional. (laughs) That's that's just unethical. Yeah, I agree. Like get different opinions, but I feel the personal statement bit, even though, you know, you sort of, checking for the perfect word and everything has to just be in perfect order it has to be great Mm -hmm. best piece of writing ever um just think about it in in a very raw sense like essentially what they're looking for is the kind of person you are and how your different experiences have shaped you as a person so i felt that really helped me just calm down a bit and um utilize and sort of analyze and synthesize my learnings just mentally for myself then we yeah. have standardized tests, which I'm really not a big fan of, which is half the reason I apply to America, even though it's not the degree mm-hmm. I want. The very fact that they scrapped the SAT and the ACT for the past two years and the years to come, just saying that standardized tests aren't reflective of the student's intellectual ability. We have other factors mm-hmm. that we can take into consideration. So 
um, if you have to give a standardized test, like the UK, the BMAT, or the HPAT, if you're European mm-hmm. flanked Ireland, um, prepare for them as best as you can, and do your personal best. Like give it, give it, give it your best shot. However, if the results are not what you expected, that's fine because very honestly, there is nothing standard about intellect or any of the applicants. Like a lot of medical schools ask you in the interview, how are you different than other applicants? And my very honest answer would be like everything and nothing. Everything because you make all of us do a standardized test so that we all can give you just numerical values to make it easy. <laughs> and I understand why that makes it feasible. But it's not really fair. It's not really a fair way of assessing. Like, this is a. I'm going on a tangent, but this entire aspect of standardized testing was introduced during the industrial revolution, so that factory workers could have the same aptitude for work. I don't know for a profession like medicine how that comes in because doctors need such a diverse set of skill set. Like, they have to be teachers, learners. Um, empathetic yet professional. Like, how do you determine that with like GCSE scientific knowledge or something? So, do your best. But I I would say that would be the most yeah. stressful aspect of your application. So don't let it beat you down. Definitely don't let it yeah. determine your self worth or intellect. Um, that would be the difficult part. But then everything else like interviews are fun to prepare for with your friends. I, I don't really know. <laughs> I mean. If you uh, for the interviews, I think the best part is preparing for interviews and having role play sessions with Sneha because <laughs> I mean I don't know that's that's the funniest part um, that I love about preparing for interviews is if you're in the right group like you have the right set of friends who who are all applying to medicine it's 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 just great to have like interview prep together because it just becomes fun and it's just fun and learning all together and I think that comes back to your very point that you've met. Steph- so many alike people. Um, I'd like to emphasize on that because it's hard to meet someone, you know, with the same set of skills or the same set of interests as you are. But when you go into medical groups, like if you go into your WhatsApp chat and you see that there are loads of people that behave like you, that have similar aspirations to you, and I think that's actually wonderful. And if I'd be like something that about a medical application is just meeting loads of people who I really, really like. Um, and yeah, I think it, also in your personal statements, I think no one should be lying because even if you lie, you get an interview, and then they they're gonna they're gonna know because they've been interviewing since like I don't know they've been interviewing since since about like there, there are interviewers who've interviewed since like twenty years, so they know it. It's just gonna get very disgraceful <laughs> if you just lie in your personal statement and you don't know about it. Um, yeah. Getting yeah, to the next the hardest part at least for me was dealing with university rejections but before Sneha answers this question I'd like to give a shout out to Sneha for okay so in general um, in the UK you apply to five universities and they either send you interview offers and then an offer or they send you a rejection straight and what Sneha did was she she rejected uh, a bit a very big university (laughs) I I don't I don't understand the process because it wasn't something that a person like a scary cat like me would do but how did you decide to actually <laughs> I think that was very courageous by the way um, but how did you you know reject a, a very 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 big university like that well um since <laughs> I feel like I actually need to give people a little bit of context behind that so um mm-hmm. it was Cambridge 
this spill the cat out of the bag <laughs> but well um it's okay honestly mm-hmm. everyone prepares for the answer why our university with with this perfect little tiny script that they have in their heads for cambridge it would be you have a traditional course which is 3 years preclinical and then clinical which means 3 years you're just sort of in the library hitting the books just scientific knowledge reading about different mm-hmm. ethical theories behind medicine or whatever and then you go to the hospital however for me i really love the aspect of practical learning so um the only reason i applied to cambridge in the first place was one oh my god it's cambridge you know like oxbridge and my mm-hmm. grades like they they made the cut they would make the cut technically mm-hmm. when i compared them with statistics for international students so it just seemed like a sound choice um mm-hmm. i was not a big fan of the tra- i am not a big fan of the traditional course i feel as though i would learn better in a practical hospital environment but i applied nevertheless and um i was happy with my choice with my all my choices actually then um the whole bmat fiasco happened and the entire thing was admis- administered by cambridge admissions testing Mm-hmm. So obviously that built up a little bit of anger anxiety in me for towards the university because I emailed and called them several times and I usually got a standard reply or the person from my particular college would not answer or they, I would be met with a very vague answer like we're trying to make it as fair as possible there are only a couple of common items like you can't yeah. call in a similar section common items and think that's okay because it's not like this is mm-hmm. our future in your hands but I I I had a semi decent score like compared to the cohort it was all right. Yeah you you do have you had a, you do have a really good score by the way because there were teams less than like other years but you're very right on the curve like you know the BMAT curve that we've got. So yeah exactly yeah. so I mean I was I was bummed out when I first saw it but I was like at least it's something you know because I know mm-hmm. a lot of really smart people who did really badly on it and not because it was their fault in any way like they have four a stars but they just have not a great b math score and it's it's genuinely not because of their intellectual ability so um i felt how the cat the cambridge administration like testing center handled that was not um the best it just didn't sit well with me like why would you not care about students like there are 10000 applicants and we're all equally stressed out depressed literally crying mm-hmm. ourselves to sleep so that happened but then i was okay i was like okay fine and um i was just waiting to be rejected because as an international student my i don't think my scores make the cut but mm-hmm. it it was okay because i've applied at the place i'm going to be a doctor anyway so i had mixed feelings i was sort of giving up however um some a couple of weeks ago i would say around 2 weeks ago i um got an email from cambridge and they sent me um an interview offer I was obviously very very happy because Yay! oh wow me. um but it was personally not a very good day because um someone very close to me a caretaker of mine when I was a child had passed away with his wife mm-hmm. so there was a lot happening that day and um my parents were busy with that and we were making a plan because we had to go to the funeral the next day and what not so it was not 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 a, not the best time so then i got that off i was like oh great okay fine and it was around the 14th 15th of december they said any one of the dates and they sent me a little pamphlet which is how to prepare for interviews who your interviews are xyz 
and um a while after that i got another email from them saying congratulations in the interview however our college um would like to offer students the chance to take another test which is similar to the bmat section 2 which which oxbridge is sort of um considers is important because section 2 is the scientific reasoning part so we are going to give you the opportunity to retake the bmat section 2 uh, like a mock nsa paper natural sciences paper in the testing center which is in mumbai which is again four hours away and they said you have to take it tomorrow so i essentially had around 15 hours of notice to drive down to another city take the exam and come back home and just hope for the best so i called them up i called my college up they didn't answer the first two times third time they did answer and i explained the entire situation to them i said if it was any any other day i would have gone but mm-hmm. i just cannot make it tomorrow i'm very sorry i can give you a form a doctor's note anything you need and um of i well this is going to sound a little bit rude but mm-hmm. essentially what they said was our condolences but if it's not a blood relative we just don't consider it and i said but oh. it's an extenuating circumstance and mm-hmm. um it was not 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 the best conversation and um long story short i didn't end up giving the exam even though i could have technically given it at home because a lot of home students give it at home i don't know why for international students there was another requirement altogether but um that happened and a few days later i called them actually two days later not not even a few and i said this has happened and um i've not really given the exam these are my marks and i do plan to prepare to the best of my ability for the interview and they said oh as an international student to our very competitive college in this very competitive university your bmat score especially for section 2 is very average as an international applicant i think perhaps you should have given it and you know essentially very diplomatically they put it that it didn't the chances were bleak my extenuating circumstances wouldn't be considered and personally i was just getting more and more stressed stressed out and anxious for university that and a course that didn't really suit mm-hmm. my abilities so yeah. i revoked my application <laughs> yeah i, I kind of agree because i don't know if this is all the universities but as bigger a university gets i feel like the more harsh they are which shouldn't be and i don't see the reason why but you know it i, I just felt that the whole experience was kind with cambridge with you Did you, you feel that? Oh. Yeah, I felt especially you're applying for medical course like um I think when you're picking a university this is obviously a generalization as well as an assumption but the bigger and the more prestigious the university the better of a scientific research and student you're going to become not necessarily yeah. a doctor a you doctor, can be a yeah. doctor even going to like the lowest ranking university in the world because it's mm-hmm. about what you make out of your education and how you treat people and patients so mm-hmm. that that's been a priority for me and then just the entire experience was not pleasant and it was stressing me out and my parents were supportive of the decision so it just made sense to me i mean i totally agree because um in the UK whatever university you go to no one's going to ask you later in life which uni have you been in they're just going to see if you've got a medical degree or not but before you practice medicine and we all have standardized tests by our medical degree to standardize everyone and to like see if there's because i've heard that many of oxford students though they're very i think oxford students are fabulous nothing against them 
but they tend to like suffer when they go into clinical years because older students have clinical experience in the first year and they don't do it and I think that's the primary reason that most Oxford students end up as researchers not even Oxford students a few people from like London and uh, UCL and Imperial they end up being researchers because they don't have as, as much as clinical experience as the other universities do see that no they don't and I think that's yeah. a very important aspect of medicine like you're going to be treating patients and be in contact with them so um i do understand for a lot of people they like a solid scientific foundation mm-hmm. knowing the very basis of medicine so it makes sense to apply for a traditional course then but i think for most people at least most people that i know which is not the most representative sample size mm-hmm. um they prefer learning in a practical environment so mm-hmm. just do what you feel genuinely suits you don't go by prestige name and what other people say. Yeah, um, I kind of low-key low key agree with that though. Though I was, how, I think the way the you think medicine is, I really wanted to go to Oxford as you knew. And um, when I was rejected, I, I was a bit scared that I was just gonna be so depressed, but it didn't feel like that anymore because a part of me knew that even if I it's not gonna make a difference in my life, does it? Because it's just gonna be the same. But it's just the fact that I'm not going to have the name that I had a degree from Oxford um, or whatever uni that you think you want to have a degree from. But why are you very interested in UCL? It is a fabulous uni and I don't think, but why is it UCL? What do you about it? Yeah, so generally um, the, the one university that I'm in love with in the UK is University College London. And um, this is also a rather recent development in the past six months. So. Um, like I said, definitely research your universities. Um, so I like watching different YouTubers, like a day in the life of a student at XYZ University. So um, I was watching Alfie Yip, and there was one particular video that really stood out to me, which was how he actually designed using um, the resources provided by UCL in his third year, where he was doing um, a bachelor's of science in cardiovascular disease and sciences he actually used data from a hospital in london to model um, and 3d print a baby's heart who had a congenital heart defect and study the pressure and volume flow through the entire thing yeah and it was incredible like it was the most amazing project at least at that level for someone just to be in third year of university and conduct Mm -hmm. research like that and be supported by um, mm-hmm. the university that so then that just made me very excited about the prospect of UCL so I looked into it a bit more and they have this very diverse um, sort of welcoming group that I feel I would fit in well with as in I would study better there, learn better there, be a better doctor and person over there and also the fact that they unlike a lot of medical schools give a lot of importance to extra extracurriculars like how you are as a person like okay every medical student loves biochem they've probably done a little bit of research a little bit of volunteering a little bit of work experience but what else you know what essentially mm-hmm. makes you you which is why they emphasize the personal statement so i just felt that entire process and the approach to assessing a candidate even though it can be flawed because the personal statement is so subjective is is nicer and as they say more holistic because people are meant to be looked at holistically not mm-hmm. not by numerical value right so 
true. I, 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 I totally agree with Sneha because uh, UCL is known to be holistic in the first place more than and like more than uh, I'll be honest more than Imperial because <laughs> um, okay for those who don't know Imperial and UCL are two universities in London and they teach medicine as well um, I, yeah I think that's something that I really wanted to say because Imperial was only looking at the BMAT schools and when I applied to Imperial uh, also say that you observed that you applied okay you applied I was about to say that you applied to Cambridge and I applied to Oxford you applied to UCL and I applied to Imperial <laughs> oh but um, by all we thought no that was the case um, but Imperial only looked at people's BMAT scores and that's what I saw until yesterday when I realised that Imperial was actually holistic and they didn't mention that in their thingy um, but it's again you, you never know what's going inside um a university admission program like though they tell you that they're doing this you never know what goes in because there are so many things that um, influence your application whether you're contextual or international which place in the UK your parents there's, there's a lot of things and I think you shouldn't beat yourself up if you don't get into a particular uni because there are so many things that affect it what, what do you think about it Sarah? I think definitely especially um, recently because medicine mm-hmm. has become more and more popular Mm-hmm. So, um, I think universities like UCL, Imperial, the slightly more well-known ones that everyone likes applying to in these big cities, have around 4,000 applicants for 250 to 300 places, which is a very, very low rate. Especially if you're an international student, I think they're 25 to 30 places and around 2,000 students apply. So, mm-hmm. you should know that, which is why I apply to many places, many universities, as mm-hmm. many is it not just randomly whatever sort of looks good has a nice aesthetic not like that but places you feel that you would be able to study well and just do your best for every single application because Mm -hmm. chances are you're going to be in one of these places for the next six years of your life so okay so that was like a fabulous episode it's 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 an hour i i I guess i'm probably just going to cut this into like three um three different episodes because I don't know it's just we've had a really really podcast and I don't think any of my other podcasts have been like an hour long <laughs> thanks for that Naya. but this is the first one because in general they're like 20 minutes long <laughs> um I know it's surprising but thank you so much for being here and to end this would you like to say something what you think just like you know motivational words for our listeners about anything it could be about unis it could be medical medicine in life would you like to say something in just like two three words two three sentences um yeah definitely well if i had any anything to say to people Mm -hmm. that were listening it would be that you know this has been the most unexpected year the past two years for everyone Mm -hmm. so wherever you are in in life job school high school college just don't beat yourself up about not being the best or doing too well i mean everyone's trying and you know we're all here just honestly to support each other the fact that we're even here healthy listening and talking and breathing and alive in the middle of a pandemic is a great thing in itself so just mm-hmm. there's there's nothing wrong with just doing nothing or mm-hmm. taking a day off or just not being on your best all the time so don't beat yourself up be happy self-care is everything 
um particularly to medical students there's nothing standardized about you don't is i know we're innately sort of competitive and ambitious by nature but um <laughs> do relax the times and mm-hmm. anyone's listening to this anytime now christmas is coming so merry christmas everyone <laughs> thank you so much neha merry christmas and a very happy new year to you and i hope This new year bring, brings you all the offers that you want, especially from the unis that you like, and not the unis that you want to reject. <laughs> um, so I hope you get all the offers that you want. Um, I think the great thing that I love about Zneha is she's very invested in medicine. I don't think I've seen anyone as much as invested or <laughs> about medicine as much as passionate. As and sometimes like, I think to myself, because when I say medicine, I'm not specifically that kind of person who's like. Oh, let, let me just do it. I don't have that kind of, you know, that driving thing. Though I'm, though I like it. It's subtle, and I think that's you're just very passionate. I really like about, really like that about you. So thank you very much for being on this podcast today. And bye, everyone. And bye, Sneha. Bye. Thank you once again. Bye.